Hello, hello. This is Lauren. And this is Rory. And this is a journey of series. Um, so I am also involved in a podcast with my sister, but I wanted to branch out a little bit and do a little something with my husband. That's me. <laughs> and um, we really got talking about how there are so many series of movies and just, you know, how much there is and how sometimes, obviously, they get really involved in stuff. And so that is what we are going to do. We are going to do a journey of series for you and uh, just watch what we've, you know, some of the ones we've loved growing up. And, you know, if you want to suggest something, see if we can sneak it in. But uh, we're just really excited to start this. And we are going to start with Harry Potter. And the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> and, um... We- we both like these, and, and we're going to be honest as we start this and let you guys know we are true movie-goers. Um, yeah, I, I definitely remember going and seeing this in the movie theater. Well, and what I mean as well is, like, um, we were both essentially forced to read the first book. Um, it was a class book for me, and then... My mom just wanted me to read a book. <laughs> right. And actually, she just wanted me to read a so- chapter book. <laughs> So, I think there was that feeling of, again, kind of getting forced into reading it, you know, just... Well, it's and fun- I think for me, I don't think I got the collective of the book, because once again, it was a class thing, so the teacher would read, and different kids would read, and so... Well, it's funny, because, you know, because I was kind of coerced into reading the book, you know, by my mom, because she wanted me to read, like, a whole, you know, chapter book, you know, by myself and everything, but as I got on and read it i was like man this is this is actually really good and then when i heard the announcement that they were gonna make it into a movie i was like "Ooh, that's gonna it's gonna be really interesting i i really didn't know which way it was gonna go because you know especially with books that are made into movies um you can either make it or break it i mean you can either make like as you can see you know the harry potter franchise is huge i mean they have you know amusement parks and they have you know people dressing up every year and you know you know uh some you know some of the even the actors you know they couldn't even kind of get away from the mm-hmm. you know the fact that they were in harry potter and they didn't get a lot of work you know afterwards i mean you know daniel radcliffe definitely did and um emma and yeah emma watson uh and i think obviously some of the adults who had already had careers before i think they found themselves work even afterwards i think it's interesting though because i kind of thought that you weren't really thrilled with the book and that's why you didn't continue to read the series i <clears throat> i didn't continue it because of just the sheer fact that i even though i enjoyed the first book i just i can't really get into really like you know really big books like if I look, yeah, they are they are big. Yeah, I think, yeah. and it's like for some reason I can't, I can't dedicate myself to reading like very big <laughs> chapter books. You know, right. it's like I'm 36 now, and I'm just like I still can't commit. Yeah, I I I don't have the problem. I like I said, I think I didn't enjoy the book as much. You know, you got to remember I was also 11 or 12 when the first book came out, and again reading it with a class, and again other students reading and the teacher reading. I just don't think I got to. Oh God, that just just take forever. Yeah, and I don't think I get to therefore enjoy it kind of like in my own voice. So I just I never continued. Harry Potter but... and Hermione. What's this? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so I, but when the movies came out, I, I got to tell you, one of the biggest things was I remembered the cover art for the first book. And I was like, how did you just peel that cover art off? And here's Harry Potter and yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Well, yeah, like, there, was a, just... there was a lot of illustrations in the book, was it? it there wasn't like pictures. No, I just mean, like I said, from the cover art, just the likeness of yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. And like I said, the, the kid drawn on the cover art. I was just like... Yeah, that 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 fits. That works. That yeah. that's totally. I totally see that. And for all you uh, Harry Potter, you know, you know, fans and you know, super fans, like I said, if you're thinking that we're gonna go like you know, step by step in this movie, it's not that kind of podcast. Like I said, it's kind of just you know, me and Lauren just kind of giving our take and our you know enjoyment. Uh, you know, especially mm-hmm. since we were so young when we first saw the movie, and also. It's just one of those movie theories that was just, like, every time we heard that, like, oh, you know, next year. Because a lot of these movies came out, like, one after the other, or mm-hmm. it was only, like, a two-year gap. So you didn't have yeah. to wait... Very long. Very long, you know, uh, compared to Deadpool 3. <clears throat> okay, we're going to go on a small tangent now. No. <laughs> Let's really rein ourselves in. No. But, no, uh, like I said, I mean... It's just, like I said, I, I just remember really enjoying hearing, like, you know, the, um, like, hey, there's a trailer for the next one, and, and it's like, but, like I said, essentially the first one just, I thought it was amazing in the movie theater, especially with, uh, you know, the sound effects and Go ahead. the the characters and the, the casting, I mean, whoever was the casting director for the first movie, or just the movie series in general yeah i i think so too as far as really picking the right people um and uh, i remember i'm pretty sure i just kind of talked to you about how one thing i really appreciated and one of the biggest things i do remember from the book was hermione and her hair not being necessarily kept mm-hmm. you know wasn't always brushed and kind of always looked really tangled and i really appreciated that's something that they do uh do for the first few movies because I gotta admit, at 11, 12, I wasn't taking the best care of my hair because it was a lot to take care of. And so I really, really, really appreciated that that was something that they didn't go, oh, we'll just make that Hollywood though and her hair will be perfect. Like, I really appreciated that. Like I said, for the first few movies, she, you know, kind of that she's, I think the point of that is that she's just so caught up in her academia that it doesn't really matter to her how everything else comes together. Um, so yeah, I, 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 uh, but yeah, the casting all the way around was just incredible. Well, um, and like I said, you know, um, you know, the casting of Professor Snape, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have picked a better person to play Professor Snape. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, right when he like introduces himself and he comes in the room and he's <laughs> kind of waving his wand to like shut all the windows Yeah, and he's like on the page 400 I every release this but yeah. it's just like you know and he's just you know really playing into the fact that like you know if you didn't read the books you you know you already knew that you know oh he's definitely not but like if you're if you didn't you're kind of like is he the bad guy like yeah. you know and I, I think they did a really good job of illustrating well, that too far ahead of just the first movie oh i know no no i mean this, this isn't the first movie so i think they did a good job of like if the person if a person didn't read the book that you kind of was like you did get kind of shock at the end that it was um 
yeah. a professor uh is it squirrel or coral coral yeah so there there's your yeah. big uh what is that called now oh goodness spoiler yeah spoiler because yeah. we, we've really not even talked about <laughs> too much um but yeah i mean there there are definite scenes of where you think oh gosh he's totally the bad guy and then you know but then you have um, Hagrid, or Hagrid, who's trying to, to explain to him that, no, he's not the bad guy, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I always thought that was really funny that these kids are so certain because of some of his actions. But it's like, Hagrid's been around for how long? Again, he's explained that that's not Snape and that that's not what he would do. And part of their, is, uh, part of their reasoning and believing that he's after what is the Sorcerer's Stone is you know oh i just lost it <laughs> i i just think it for them it's just in the way he behaves but then you find out that actually he's one of the protectors of the stone so why would he protect it to take it well especially <laughs> especially in that scene when they're doing the quidditch match you know like um, they both see him you know concentrating and you know looks like he but then like say you find out later you know yeah. what that was all about and stuff and also the fact that you know her, what Hermione did actually distracted two people instead <laughs> of just, just one, one. person, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah. But yeah, like I mean, uh, you know, ha- you know, Haggard, you know, was just a, a joy to watch throughout the whole mm-hmm. uh, movie. I, I loved how caring he was from the beginning to the end, um, you know, and. <laughs> So if if you don't know, Harry is sadly orphaned at a ba- as a baby, and sent to live with an aunt and uncle who are horrible beyond beyond horrible. <laughs> um, and his aunt does know his mother was a witch, and of course, instead of seeing that as a cool thing, she of course makes it out to be a you know she's a freak and the devil or whatever. And so they, I mean, they just they treat him horrible, and they have this way over spoiled son especially that Dudley. first scene like when it's this yeah it's his birthday and he's complaining that you know he, he's like there was 13 last year oh no it's he, even more than that i it's, think it's, it's like 37 yeah so there was only 36 presents yeah there were 37 last year and yeah. then so then they make a deal because they're gonna go to the zoo that they'll get him two more presents and then i'll make it 38 and it's just like and that's what I mean by I mean he's just so. I would have been lucky if I got spoiled. five presents from my parents, and not just because they didn't love me. It's because it's like this is like in the '90s, you know. It's like if I got a, a super soaker, a Batman toy, and you right. know some, you know. Well, I think as well. I mean, I I don't know, you know, because we don't live there. I guess we all assume that there are birthday parties and stuff. Maybe that's not what they do. <laughs> but um, I, think it's I mean funny. that's another reason why I think for our parents is like yeah we're going to get you a little bit here and there but we know this person's going to come and this person's going to come and you know you're going to end up with but um so like I said if, if you don't know that I mean that's how he starts his life off and it's, it's very just very sad and then he's in he kind of almost really like cinderella i mean you know making the breakfast and cleaning the house and well i mean what i think it really hit it home too for the fact is like at the end of the movie where he says 
like, are you excited about going home, Harry? And it's like, mm, no, mm-hmm. I'm not really going home because Hogwarts now is like essentially like where he really wants to yeah, be. Yeah, it's a safe place. You know, it's like. And I think there's that feeling of I'm gonna I I'm here, thank God, much longer than there. Mm-hmm. You know, but um. But as I was trying to say, you know, at least for the beginning, I mean, you, that's what you learn. And then, of course, he gets his acceptance letter to Hogwarts, and that's where everything does change for him. But the lengths that they go to keep him from finding out about any part of their history, you know, any part of himself. I want to know how they got to that. To the island? To the island, because yeah. when they do that, so again, if you don't they know, do that shot, there's like literally a house on top of a pile of rocks in the middle of the ocean, and there's like literally no bridge they're like it's like the only way they they could make it through that house is if they took like a boat or a rowboat or something yeah. and it's just like well, yeah and so that like, and that's what i meant by you know the the extreme that they took to somehow think that they weren't going to find him for one but that he wasn't going to go and stuff and it just you know but and i know if they rode out there that guy was winded <sighs> I mean, I love the actor who, you know, who, you know, plays the, uh, you know, stepfather of Harry, Mm -hmm. but, you know, he... No, they paid somebody. They, no way. They, (laughs) however they got there, they paid somebody to get them there. There is no way they rode or sailed or anything all on their own. But it, 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 like I said, just the, the extreme of there's no way we're going to let him know any part of himself and let them take that take him to turn him into something that he is like I, I think that's what it is like but that's who he is that's what he is why are you denying that part of him well it's what because you, you don't understand it and you think it's a freaky thing what's crazy is that um if harry didn't go to school like somehow they found a way for him not to go voldemort would have essentially found a way to mm-hmm fine like he would actually probably yeah. gotten alive faster than mm-hmm. uh, well and and again i think that 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 may be kind of an end of the series talk there but um yeah so you know but again you know again does does find him which i also think is really awesome that haggard is the one that comes for him to accept him and and um bring him to Hogwarts. Well, yeah, and it's funny because he's the one who dropped them off, and then he's the one who picks them right back mm-hmm. up. And it's like, you know, I like I said, I well, and what's crazy about the the movies too is like how much like like you know we remember so much from the movies. It's like you know uh, the the music. It's like mm-hmm. even the music is like uh, yeah, like you play something for Harry. It's like oh, I know that's from Harry Potter, but it's not like the music was inspired by the book you know like yeah i don't yeah i don't there's no like you know so all this had to be created so there's like and that's the thing is that the movies also created what hogwarts would look like that's why they could create it over at uh universal studios Mm -hmm. which i would love to go see because i've heard it's really really cool and uh the the rides are awesome and they have like butterbeard and uh, you can buy your own wands. Like, they actually have the street where he got all his school supplies. They have to ha- have that street. Mm. And I'm like, man, that'd just be so cool to, like, you know, get a butterbeer and get a wand. And 
visit the the school and and that's the other thing is you can actually visit the school and get sorted so you can actually put the rest i'm like oh i would definitely be a gryffindor and it's like oh that's until you go to universal studios right. <laughs> you know and uh you know maybe put in the slytherin our, right our our daughter would love that because for some reason she i know she's, she's insistent that she's a slytherin yeah. it's like okay i mean I'm, it's just fine i mean it's not in the, in the movie they made everybody seem like if you're in slytherin you're automatically evil but i just think that you're automatically i think if you're put in the slytherin you're just not like you know the nicest person in the world yeah you know it's like you're you're kind of that like uh yeah <laughs> you definitely would be put into slytherin right you know yeah you know that's and i you know we we of course know the traits more for gryffindor and stuff um because that does get explained throughout the series as well, but I don't. I, I, I don't, still feel I silly. I need to look up the traits for the Slytherin to maybe understand them a little better. There's like Hufflepuff and then Ravenclaw, isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah, that's the four. But yeah. like I said the certain traits. That I mean, that's how they all get chosen and and picked out. And you know, you said that a lot of people in Slytherin are probably not the best. But the Sorting Hat, if you remember in the first movie, the Sorting Hat does consider putting Harry in Slytherin. He, I mean, the only reason why he doesn't is because Harry begs him not to. But he yeah. he says Harry would have done well in Slytherin. Yeah. Um, or could do well in Slytherin. And I, so. I just love this. I also love this scene with the sorting hat. The, ah, yes. Another Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where to put, put you. you. Gryffindor. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's like dag on it's like and i think it's the one random gag like even in the first movie it's just like they, everybody just hits so hard on the weasleys it's like look you well, can't be mad of them. i mean you can't be mad that these you know you know apparently they can afford it i mean even though um, I think draco that, I malfoy think, doesn't think so yeah i would say i think afforded in a very different way than what you know even in today's actual world, you know, afford it in a different way than what upper class would think they can afford it. Like you just said, especially somebody like Draco Malfoy. Um, God, I and I feel bad because we just kind of keep throwing out these names and we haven't really. Even as a kid seeing that movie, I hated them. that kid. I, like, you're and you're, you're supposed to. to. Yeah, I know. You're supposed you're to. You're supposed to. But it's just like. Well, and that's. So that's one of my. You know, I. I before we <clears throat> really started this. I, I talked to you about that is one of my favorite is you know they've just been on the train that's how harry and ron well harry and ron meet slightly before the actual train ride but they get to know each other on the train ride and hermione is you know that's where they kind of first are introduced to her and were introduced to her as far as in the movie and um you know so he's been with ron i don't know how long that train ride is supposed to be but obviously for quite a while and you know everybody's kind of meeting now all at least all the first years and draco malfoy i'm sure was told to seek harry out a little bit obviously not sure why but and, and he's trying to get him to be you know like his new best friend and i love that harry was like no I, I'm going to pick out who I want to be with. I, I don't need your influence. And I'm going to stick with people that I, you know, that I... It's like, I already grew up with people like you. Exactly. You would get along with my <laughs> brother-in-law. <laughs> you mean uh, your aunt? 
Well, and, and um, what's it? The the boy um, he lived with for so many years. Yeah, Dudley. Dudley. Yeah, that's his cousin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they are cousins. So I was so confused. Uh, yeah, and then the like, woman is his aunt. Yeah. Wow, you you made them adults real quick for some reason. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, I just it, it's just one of those. I I can pick my own friends. Thank you very much. Uh, don't don't need. Well, and then like I said, he he definitely plays into the, you know, I'm going to be the bad kid. I'm going to be the kid that everybody hates, even though like. You know, textbook. You know, you well, know, doesn't think, get love from his daddy. You know, so therefore he's. Well, and again, that that's for yeah, a little later in the series. But I, you know, I and I think you can tell Draco does have talent even in the first movie, and uh, but yeah, he's he's a bully and he's mean. And on one hand, I'm sure there are a lot of people. Oh, it's just typical age thing. I'm like, no, that's that's like I said. If you haven't watched the series, trust me that that that's not just a, that's that's just his age. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> like I said, I, I feel like we've thrown some names out and haven't fully introduced them. I know you kind of already threw out Voldemort, um, and we learn that he was uh, well fell into black magic and then very very powerful and. Uh, we learn, I think, more later in the movie, or is it right in the beginning when Hagrid tells him that he killed his parents, or is that later in the movie? No, it's it's kind of yeah, because he was trying to figure out why everybody thought he was famous and uh, right, and I knew it's know, because yeah. he kind of so he survived the attack from Voldemort right. and um, like I said, but he I don't kinda, remember if he it, it was at the yeah, it was like right at the bar. So, like, pretty quickly... Yeah. ...that he reveals that, you know, Voldemort killed his parents, which is terrible. Oh! Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. That, that'll probably happen a little bit on this. I <laughs> Sometimes I write my thoughts run just a little too quickly, and then, and then they're gone, so... But, um... <clears throat> that happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then uh, Hermione, you learn a lot more, obviously, as the movie goes on. She is, she's a bit of a know-it-all. Very, very about her academics. Muggle um, parents. Hmm? Muggle parents. Oh, yes. Muggle parents. Um, but there's... So, for me, in the first movie, you know, there is... With that air of, of the know-it-all and that I'm better at, like, at least the academics and stuff than you, um, better at the spells and stuff, which, um, I don't think it's middle movie, but, you know, they, they're in one of their classes and that's, if, if, if you know it, you know it, and if you at least haven't watched it, you probably still know this scene. Of, you know, being in the class and it's, you know, Wingardium Leviosa and Ron's just having a terrible time of getting that. And she shows him and then, of course, afterwards he's kind of mocking her for it and she right. gets upset. But You know what's so funny is that I love the running gag uh, in the movie of the kid. For some reason, he he will say the word, but some for some, some reason he's blowing himself up. 
Oh yeah. And well, we learn more about him yeah. through the series, and uh, but yeah, that. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, you have uh, poor Neville. 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 Yeah. <laughs> don't please don't uh, chastise me. I probably am going to butcher some of these names sometimes. Uh, but I just I love his character in in the fact that you know he is like very like innocent in the first movie you know especially when he's trying to like keep them from like going out the corridors in the movie and it's like i'll fight you (laughs) never mind he's like yeah sorry about that (laughs) right (laughs) he just drops them right i'm like i would love to like know more about that take because like the way he fell like (laughs) it's like dang like did you just tell him like just fall like he just got tased i don't know because it's actually like how he fell was his like everything locked up and he just fell like a ton of bricks right and then uh of course i mean uh, he got hurt a lot in that movie because especially that scene where he was on top of the broom and Mm -hmm. and yeah when uh, they're first learning how to fly yeah and he falls like he falls off the broom right which uh, I, it's funny. I was just telling Lauren that, that there's a small, actually, fun tidbit that I actually learned, and I don't know if it's true, but that there's a scene where he gets a um, remember a, a remember ball and or a remember orb, and when it turns red, uh, you've obviously forgot something, and you know, of course, at the you know dining hall, he's like, I can't remember what it is, but if you notice in that scene, he is not wearing his dress robes but when they go to the scene where they're learning how to fly he's actually wearing his dress robes like everybody else and so when you see him holding the ball again it's not turning red because he's obviously remembered what he was uh looking for and essentially it's what saved him from getting really hurt um because that his robe is what got caught on the spear on the statue and he you know he still fell and obviously hurt his wrist but you know it could have been a lot worse it, it, that is also like you know one of the things that i was telling uh lauren about too is that i did really like the cgi and i like the effects in the movie because i did really feel like uh especially in the movie theater that they were like flying on broomsticks it didn't feel like super under animated yeah. <coughs> super yeah. cgi like even like um uh you know the dog and the and the mm, troll the three-headed dog yeah you know, yeah the three yeah and, and the, you know it's like i didn't feel like they were like and this is like so this is when they were still really you know getting around to making you know green screens more on the sets and like you know uh putting animations more and stuff you know and like i said i i just thought it was like really well uh well done right um and like I said, and especially the the ending scenes where they had to go through like all the trials to get to the final, yeah, you know, room. You know, I was like, this is uh, you know, especially the chess scene. I, I thought that was very well done and it was very cool, even though the very, <laughs> the very cheesy, <laughs> you know, lines at the end of the, he's like, he's like, I can't go, Harry. Only you can. Not me, not Hermione, you. It's like, man, you were committed to that. Well, they, I think they had to be. I mean, that is how it, it was going to play out. Um, so we've kind of jumped around a little bit. Haven't really necessarily stuck 
through the whole movie. Because that's how we roll. (laughs) But is there a true favorite scene for you in this? Um... And it can, I mean, I do you like the dialogue? Do you like the imagery? Do you just remember it from the book? Do you quite honestly, my favorite scene, and actually, because I just enjoyed it watching it, it was actually probably the Quidditch match. Yeah. Because it was our first introduction to Quidditch, so trying to understand, and actually, what's funny is we were just talking about this when we were watching the movie. Was I actually asked the question? It's like, well, why are they even, you know? throwing points in the first place if you know someone catches the the golden um snitch snitch and and pretty much wins it but you know to come to find out that you know not every seeker does catch the golden snitch you know you have to be like really good or just naturally talented to you know get it and it's like it's 150 points so i mean that's a lot to come back from you know so if you're like you know, 30 to 20, and then all of a sudden, you know, the team gets 150 points. It's like, um... And also, essentially, the Golden Snake, it's... One person can only catch it, so it's like, they can't make that... Right. You know, they can't make those points up. So, yeah, it's kind of the... But like I said, you know, finding out that, you know, hey, you know, you do need to get those 10 points here and there, because your guy, your seeker might not even get the Golden Snitch, so... Focus on what you're doing, and he'll focus on what he's doing. Yeah, well, and then, you know, like in... <clears throat> so sorry. The the first movie, and, and the only match that we get to see in the first movie, you know, Slytherin kind of takes out their goalkeeper, and so they kind of just keep racking up the points, which, you know, if that's what you can do, and if you can just keep scoring and scoring and scoring because they don't really have a goalkeeper, and everybody else around them isn't obviously... That's not what they're meant to do, so maybe they can block a few here and there, but, I mean, if you think about it, if you don't get to score anything because you're so busy trying to keep the goal because you don't have your goalkeeper, and they are able to put up 160, it doesn't matter then if that golden snitch is caught at 150 What's really interesting about the Quidditch 2 is that in in the scene, you can actually see how hard it can be. Like, there was, you know, times where, like, the other team... Like, there was that one kid who blatantly, you know, hit the bludger at one of the mm-hmm. other teammates. Yeah, and that's she, what I mean, yeah. I and mean, she got hit and she fell. But I'm, I'm just thinking now, I'm like, so you're telling me that you can do all this magic, you make up all these charms, but you can't make a charm that protects kids what? falling off of their brooms when they fall to the ground? Well, I think, <laughs> I think that's the one thing about Quidditch is it is supposed to be a sport, so you're not... I think there is trying to that, you know, it, you know, she wants a good, clean game. I think that's exactly meaning no magic as well. No, you're going to Okay, if they wanted a good, team. clean game, where was the ref? Because the Slytherin was not playing it. Well, but we don't know that again. Especially the only match in the first match we see, we don't know if that's actually against the rules. Yeah. So I'm not trying to mean I'm not about to go let a Quidditch rule. No, just like so that, that we if, know. Like if it's you, just um, hopefully down the line we will have a comment section. Like, please do not fill our kind of like. Actually, Quidditch was established, and it's like uh, <laughs> we, we don't know all that. No. <laughs> um, I think probably my favorite, and it's probably a little sad, but it's when uh, Harry finds the mirror. Mm. And and he's with his parents because I know that's like the first time for him 
that of course he would remember his parents being there so and I think for all of us there's always that hope you know when you lose somebody especially your parents that they're always with you and I think the mirror was a really great representation I know what it's supposed to mean is you know your greatest desires and stuff which is why it's kind of sad because of course his desire would be to be to be with his parents or at least know his parents but and I, I, I also for me I always take that as a representation of they are with you and they're always with you yeah um, well and also it just really shows how wholesome Harry is because like that is in his heart you know he doesn't want money he doesn't want yeah you know uh you know all these things you know like was ron when he looked in the mirror he he saw that he was you know famous quidditch player you know and he, yeah, was, he was like he, head boy or, or and, like he won the house cup and, yeah and he won the house cup and he was yeah, head boy and you know and, and there's you know which is fine for him because you know ron has you know he has his family he's grown up in the magical world so for him to feel that way is perfectly yeah. justified but you know with harry it's like you know he could be like well i've been so poor even though i've lived with these yeah you know wealthy people yeah he could be better <laughs> he could be better and be like i wish i was rich or i wish i was but that's not how he feels yeah his you know his desire is to be with his mom and dad and that's what he sees every time yeah um and, and i also love actually that dumbledore kind of comes in with him there in, at the mirror yeah, and, 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 and kind of explains like you know yeah I mean, as much as you enjoy this mirror there you know at some point it's going to drive you yeah <laughs> you know it's, and i and i think it was important though for the audience to have that explanation that you know you can't just stay here forever many of men have died in front of this mirror waiting for their desires to come true or something like that um <laughs> so Again, I don't really remember a lot from the first book because, again, I was read during class. Um, is there a scene, though, or, or any part of the movie where you just go, ugh? Oh, I don't. I can tell you exactly what scene. And it's, and like you said, it's oh, it's like kind of towards the. No, it's at the end of the movie. Like, I, everything was great. I enjoyed it. But at the very end of the movie, Harry, like, gets out of, like, the medical ward. Mm-hmm. And Hermione oh, and yeah, yeah, Hermione yeah, yeah. and Ron are on top of the stairs, and he's on the bottom, and they're just you know like looking at each other and smiling and like ha ha, and you know and you know Harry's like, "How are you doing, Ron? I'm good, but how about you, Hermione? Yeah, about that And I'm like, "Oh God, this, this scene, this scene right here, could have just been cut." Like, sorry, go back and watch it and just. Just how like utterly cheesy that scene was because it didn't even need to be, and the fact that like that he's just standing at the bottom of the stairs and they're still up there. It's like why aren't you guys not coming down and having this conversation? Right, right. Like you're all just like <laughs> like yelling at each other from the top of the stairs to him, right? You know, and because like right after there's a really nice wholesome scene between Haggard and them again like yeah, hey like, goodbye for the summer yeah i was like hey goodbye you know and like and you know you know uh, haggard you know saying his goodbye and giving a really good hug goodbye but like i said it's like man really you could have like chopped like 10 minutes off that movie just taking away that sh- really silly i think that'd be like a 30 second scene but yeah. okay i don't think they need to take 10 minutes out oh um it I, felt forever when i was watching this <laughs> um my least 
is at the beginning with Dudley and the whole birthday and that whole present scene is just like I you know <clears throat> I've always had a very comfortable life I've always gotten most of what I've wanted but I've also always learned that you don't always get what you want and for those you parents don't to always get what you want <laughs> those parents to bow down and not only promise to buy one more present so that he has 37 again but to buy two so he has 38 God. it's just like i can imagine trying I, I can imagine telling my mom like right oh like yeah i had eight presents last year now i only have six this year my mom would have snatched and all now them. you have <laughs> none. none like i just <laughs> you know i i thought it was crazy I, it was years ago i saw those you know these parents who honestly had fake presents but if their kids acted out, you know, near mm. Christmas time, they'd start chucking them into their uh, fireplaces. And I and I look at that scene though, and I go, "That would have been my mom. My mom yeah. would have just pleasantly sat there with all my presents in front of a fireplace and just." My mom would have revoked my birthday. <laughs> like your birthday is no longer on this day, right. but th- today is my birthday. Nope. nope. It has been moved to next so year. So, I just, like, it just... <laughs> I, you know... I, I I don't know. I just... That part just always goes through me. And again, it's not because, like, you're obviously shoving it in Harry's face. It's just, again, like, no child should need that many presents from just the parents. And then to have him have a fit about, you know, I don't have the same amount of presents as last year... And so we're going to make it up to you by giving you two extra. Like, no. No. We would have, like I said, our, 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 our presents would have been going into that fireplace like parents do around Christmas time. My mom would be like, I'm sorry, did, did you forget who birthed you? <laughs> <laughs> right? All of a sudden now she has two you birthdays because now it's my her present birthday too. is to you. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, no, but like I said, you know, uh, like I said, we, we'll be diving more into, you know, the, you know, of course, the second movie, you know, because, you know, like I said, obviously, if you're listening, you most likely have seen the first movie and, you well, know. Well, if you and, haven't, I know yeah. we kind of jumped all over the place. Um, yeah, but if you it, haven't seen it, please, by all means, get yourself some buttered popcorn, get a nice cup of tea, you know, say your snack, watch it on, you know. It's on. Um, I think it's HBO on the. Mix. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on. Well, it's just Max now. Well, that's true. It is just it's Max now. It's been slimmed. So, um, <laughs> um, and I'm not. I know there might be some others that you might have to pay for. You might need to look that up. But I know for sure that we were able to watch it on Max, and that the whole collection is on Max. So if you make good money, you, you know, buy the Blu-ray set at there Target. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, but no, definitely, you know, if you've never watched them, definitely start with you know. Yeah, and, and yes, for the book readers and the movie watchers, like I said, the first book was, like I said, I just, I don't think I got to enjoy it because of the class thing. He, of course, just isn't into big books and that's okay, but please don't come at us then with, well, that's wrong and this is wrong and that's wrong. I, I have, oh, I have gone to saying, movies where, you know, it's come from a book and I've just sat there like, I'm a, I'm a comic book nerd. It's this? like, I can go all day about the difference between... <laughs> You know, you know, and what I essentially do with movies and books or comics and movies is essentially I think of them as their own 
entity or their own world Mm -hmm. so like in the marvel you know universe you know uh with the comics you know the the earth the regular ones that we you know know is earth 616 and that's like the regular marvel continuity in the comics but when it comes like to the movies it's like uh yeah no these movies are its own world you know this you know yeah. I think of movies as that. Yeah. Especially so, with movies made you know, into books. It's like it's... We, we we definitely know that, of course, there's probably going to be so much more in the books. But just as moviegoers for us, though, and, and especially for this series, the whole series is incredible. And, again, we did have a little bit more uh, knowing for the first book. and And I thought it was a great adaptation from the book to the first movie so yeah so like i said uh we will be we uh, will be back i think we might end up with a double feature for our first couple of episodes um just trying to get these out for you guys just to really start off really great um so yeah but again this is a journey of series with lauren and rory and we really really hope you guys have a great day yep All right. Bye, everyone.